a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you are going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, uh, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra to me, and that's why I'm excited for you to meet them. Now, one thing I know that I have in common with everybody listening to this podcast right now is that we all had a first friend. The first person we developed a relationship with that wasn't related to us and didn't have to hang out with us. The first person, maybe in preschool or kindergarten, who literally introduced you and you to them uh, to the very concept and nature of what it meant to be and what it meant to have a friend with activities that range from the organized to the ad hoc, including early birthday parties, sleepovers, uh, a lot of time playing outside and riding on bikes, uh, just aimlessly kind of looking for adventures. Um, and in, in the case of uh, our guest today, uh, playing with a lot of matchbox cars. Remember, we had a lot of like Hot Wheels and matchbox cars. <laughs> All of those memories were firsts for us um, with your first friend and treasured by all of us. So imagine how cool it is for me uh, to be introducing all of you uh, to my first friend today. But what's even better than introducing you to my first friend uh, is introducing you to my still friend today. All these years later, with memories of school and college and marriages and kids and careers dotting the map of an unconditional friendship that will last uh, all of our lives. Uh, there's a passage in the Bible uh, that says that the first will be last. And, uh, and, and I'm going to take that passage completely and horribly out of context <laughs> by saying that I will be eternally blessed when this first friend of mine uh, becomes one of the last in my life. Either he as my pallbearer or I as his. And even if I'm not noted in his will as being a pallbearer, I'm going to horn my way in and like grab a handle. One way or another, we are sending each other out of this life together. And so welcome today's manna man, Mr. Heavy on the Mr. Larry Purcell. Hey, Larry. Well, good afternoon. Good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh introduction. Well, it is great to have you here, Larry. I can't tell you. So there's literally so much ground for us to cover here, um, but this is where I am grateful that the focus of this podcast uh, is about faith, so at least we, it kind of can hem us in a little bit here. And, uh, and so I want to start, you know, I remember growing up, and we both grew up um, in a really small town uh, where, where Jesus also lives uh, here in, in Annandale. Uh, and actually, for the, for podcast, uh, the Mana listeners, we are actually recording this in Annandale. This is a, one of the uh, kind of a nice little serendipitous here that we're actually uh, recording this in our hometown. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I remember growing up is, and you remember as well, and this is not to stereotype or, 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 cast any sort of like judgment, but, you know, in, 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 at least in our town, you know, the church that you went to sort of like came with a set of, I don't want to say baggage, but kind of like perceptions, you know, yeah. and you, uh, um, ironically enough, have the distinction because I'm a very 
proud and, and, and I love everything about the Catholic faith, but you were my first Catholic friend because you went to the Catholic Church yeah. and all the Catholics, uh, you know, were, were, were different than the rest of us because, you know, we were Lutherans or, or Methodists or whatever. And there's a, there's a great joke. The only joke that I ever remember because I'm horrible at remembering jokes, but it's the joke where there's a line of, of dead people up at St. Peter's Gate, and they're all in line, and, and they get to the they get to St. Peter, and, and, and St. Peter says, what's your name? And this first person says, well, I'm Lutheran. And he says, okay, great. Uh, just go down the hall, go to the ninth door, and, and that's your door. He said, but when you pass door number eight, just keep your voice down. And so then the Lutheran goes on. Next person up is a Methodist. Uh, it's a high Methodist. Oh, Methodist. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We have you down in uh, room 13. Go down to the hall, room 13. But when you go past door number eight, keep your voice down. And then the next person comes out. Uh, Baptist. Oh, Baptist. Yep. Uh, okay. Yep. We got the Baptist in room number 19. Go down to the hall to 19. But when you pass door number eight, keep your voice down. So finally, the next person up says, Okay, I've been listening to all this. What's the deal with door number eight? And St. Peter says, Well, that's where we got all the Catholics, and they think they're the only ones up here. <laughs> <laughs> so long setup to a question. The first question, what was it like growing up in kind of a smaller town, you know, and, and with the one Catholic church? I mean, did it feel any different? Did you sense any of that, like, what's the heck with all the Catholics or not? I don't think so. Um, it just seemed normal. I, I kind of wondered what the other uh, religions were about, you know, you Lutherans. <laughs> wondered what that was, but... Uh, no, uh, I don't really have a sense of that. So. She didn't have any, because I remember like, you know, Wednesday during uh, school, you know, that we have like religious release, you yeah. know, and then, yeah. and then kids would all kind of go off and yeah. whatever. And then the rest of us like Protestants would be like back at school, like doing like coloring projects or whatever. Yeah. And you guys would like get on. Yeah, got on the bus and, uh, you know, I just was something that uh, I guess as a child, uh, everything with the church just following your parents and watching what your parents were doing. And I don't know that I questioned it that much or mm. thought that much about, um, you know, Lutherans or Methodists. Or I did wonder why, you know, everybody didn't get out of school and go to uh, <laughs> religious release. But uh, Right. Yeah. I remember, you know, because we've known each other for so long, and I remember um, you guys were able to go to church on Saturday nights, mm-hmm. which I thought was so cool. I was like, you didn't have to get up and whatever. And, like, that was just such a... A novelty, but you didn't feel like there was anything novel about growing up in the Catholic kind of tradition versus versus others. No, I don't think when I was young, I don't think I noticed anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what? You know, your your parents were also just very faith filled, and you guys, you know, were always. I, I also remember during sleepovers, um, you know, we'd sit down for dinner, and you guys always prayed, and Good. it was always yeah. it, it was never like a big deal. It wasn't like okay. Everybody quiet, let's pray. It was just just matter of fact. With your folks and in, in how they kind of raised you guys, do you remember, was was one of them more kind of into it than the other? Was your mom more into it than I dad think, or dad yeah, more than mom? I think my mom was. I mean, they both were. But uh, what I remember from uh, being young and what I remember about church or associating it with my faith is um, my mom always seemed to be uh, helping others. I mean, whether it was... We had extra clothes to bring to someone who couldn't, you know, needed new clothes or couldn't afford them or food. Or my mom was a nurse, so a lot of times I remember driving out. We'd drive out to some house in the country, and my mom would either help, uh, like a single mom with sick kids or something, and we'd go 
like every other day, kind of to check on them, things like that. Or uh, older people, like after a stroke or something. Um, so that I think that had a, a big effect on uh, you know my faith. Young, just seeing that uh, kind of service and helping others. And uh, but one thing that I noticed um, it wasn't just uh, delivering food or delivering clothes or um, helping someone. You know, like I said, she was a nurse, but um, she actually kind of got to know them. A lot of those people would still, she'd keep in contact, you know, um, you know, befriend them, not just bring something to them if someone needed them, you know, just actually kind of truly be there for them. So, mm-hmm. uh, and not to say that my dad didn't do that. I saw plenty of things that my father was doing, but um, it was definitely, you know, my mom's. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it kind of an extended family thing too? Like, did you feel like your cousins and uncles and everything? I mean, was it all? Was, you know, was church just kind of a, a, a Purcell thing? Yeah, and more so from, on again, my mom's side. Uh-huh. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong with the, uh, if any Purcells are listening. But um, <laughs> uh, on my dad's side, I think I felt uh, it was just something that they were Catholic. They went to church. They, you know, it's just a routine. It was just a habit. Yeah. I didn't get the sense of, um, and maybe I was wrong. Maybe I didn't see it. But I didn't get the sense that there was, you know, something deeper than that. On my mom's side, though, I, you know, I definitely um, could see, uh, you know, a, to me, a, a deeper, stronger faith yeah. and um, kind of putting action behind it, not just showing up on Sunday. Yep. And, yep. Um, so so speaking to your dad and, and, and other guys, so when you were growing up, you know, and in if maybe, you know, at all of us when we were young, we just kind of did what our parents told us to do, but you, were there any... Um, other than your dad, and but maybe your dad was the biggest. Who were some of those guy role models in faith? So it sounds like your mom was very active, very much kind of setting the tone for the family. Who, who were the men uh, in your life when you were growing up that sort of set that sort of example for you to kind of follow? You know, you know like we said, my father, but also my uncles. Um, okay. And again, more so happens to be on my mother's side, but um, you know, we spent a lot of time with family and uh, with my aunts and uncles, and uh, again, just seeing the the service and giving back that they did, and uh, um, just kind of the strong family that they each raised. Uh, my grandfather, for a certain point, uh, my mother's father died when I was twelve, so I don't mm. really have a lot of memories, but he was. Uh, uh, very faithful, very, uh, he was a tall man. He was six, six size 13 <laughs> feet. I remember, but he was just a calm kind of strong presence. And, uh, and I think, uh, just seeing how, uh, my, my aunt, my aunt, my mother, my aunt, my uncle, yeah. uh, you know, what they've done, uh, you know, after, excuse me, <clears throat> during and, you know, well, throughout their whole life, but, uh, yeah. you know, the giving back that they've done and, uh, uh, the participation and uh, really making it, you know, uh, an important part of you know yeah. their children and their grandchildren. Yeah. Now they're like, just kind of integrated with everything, and that's what I remember about growing up and and you know with your family, everything just seemed very. Um, and this is a very weird uh, connection I'm about to make, but like, you know, you think of for a lot of us when we grew up, there were certain clothes that you wore to church, you know, because like okay. it's Sunday, you put on your church clothes, and you have like a certain way of acting you know on sundays and i just remember with growing up with 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 
you know, with your family. And it was just so natural. It was just part of life. It was just like, yeah, we just got back from church. It wasn't like, okay, stop the presses. We're going to go to church. It's just like, yeah. all right, it's time to go to church, you know? Yeah. And so, so, so my next question then is, is as you have now, you know, grown up and, you know, you've, you've, you've gone through, you know, school and, and, you know, wonderfully, you know, married and you've got great kids, you know, that same, I mean, you're the God parents of our first daughter and, and you still have that same level of just unquestioning, just un, you know, it's just, it's just part of life. And, and for as long as we've known each other and experienced so much together, we haven't really had a lot of like, you know, church talk, God talk kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And so I'm just wondering, you know, ha- were there ever phases in your life where you felt because to the to the even to one of your closest friends, it seemed to be so level, like the whole like it's just been there persistently. But are there have there been moments where th- times have been either you know extraordinarily like like faithful and like oh my gosh, like I'm so dialed in, or on the other end, you know, which all of us go through, have there been moments where you've been like, eh, okay, I'm not. I mean, you haven't like resorted to a life of you know drugs and crime but you know have there been phases where you felt less you know kind of connected to to the faith i i think so um you know certainly in later in high school and in college uh you know just kind of i don't know not really stepped away but you know just loosened or uh lessened my uh uh you know not affiliation either i can't think of the word but um just it, it wasn't as important then. I didn't probably think of it. Um, yeah. Just kind of going out, but uh, it really was when uh, we, after we got married, um, Liz, my wife, was not uh, Catholic. She was Lutheran, and uh, <laughs> going, we, all, we all start out that yeah. way. <laughs> and uh, we went through uh, RCIA with uh, Fa- Father Arnold, and um, I'm forgetting the deacon's name at Holy Name. And uh, it was a time that I mean that. She was asking me questions that I couldn't really even answer. So mm-hmm. I learned probably just as much as she did um, because growing up, we didn't really question a lot of things. We just, uh, you know, why is this done in mass or why that? Uh, you know, why do we do this? Um, can't think of an example right now. But um, mm-hmm. so I think that was a spot when, in thinking about my own family, starting a family, and we started, you know, we had children shortly after that. Um, you know, I think that was really kind of when it, got back into focus for me and uh and then having kids um i i can't say that there's uh it's probably uh as the kids got older um you know it probably became a little bit more important i don't know um you guys are really involved though i remember you know with, with your girls and their school you know because their their elementary school was affiliated with the church and you guys made just great friends like you know i you know you're not to age you but you recently turned 50 and and when betsy and i went to your 50th we both when we drove home we were so um just happy um to to meet all of these great friends that you had made kind of through you know the school basically they were all through saint francis yeah. yeah Uh, I think that, you know, uh, like I said, we Liz converting, and then when we started to have kids, um, 
Not that there was a low point there, but you know, you're busy with kids. And then we had Katie shortly after. And and I think when they went to school and they started to grow up and we uh, went to St. Francis uh, and uh, just the wonderful community that was there. And we started to meet all these people and it felt uh, it was a great place to, uh, you know, raise your kids and uh, made wonderful friends and, uh, you know, kind of... uh, everybody coming from a little bit different area, but, mm-hmm. you know, just learning about their faith and just having that extra support. I mean, we have a very close family, so that's been great, but this is like a second family to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so raising our kids in our faith, um, there's like three or four couples that we, um, you know, my kids consider them just as close as their cousins. Right. Um, so that was, that was a really, uh, it was a perfect, uh, you know, uh, that was a help. Like I said, I think it, um, we got stronger in our faith during that. Um, but um, I think that was because of the community that we had made and the yeah. friends that we had made there. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's such a it's such a it's such a memorable um, quip, but one that I I I I, uh, I sort of not regret because I didn't say it, but almost resent that the whole um, that notion of it takes a village. You know, it's become mm-hmm. so familiar. That the power, to me, the power of that sentiment has been has been taken away because it's been co-opted, co-opted by so many things. But but that because you know Betsy and I experienced the same thing with our with our girls and that community, that village that surrounds your kids and yourselves, especially when it is within a faith community. It's just so um, it's so foundational. You know, and, and with our with our kids, both of our kids growing up with this, you know, you kind of take it for granted that they've grown up with such trust and belief and this love from people that aren't related to them at all, you know, mm-hmm. that they just know they can count on. And those, you know, that all of those friends love your girls, you know, as much as they love their yeah. own kids, yeah. you know, and that's. Yeah, it was. I, I think we were very lucky, and uh, it's something different. I mean, I never thought of it, but uh, think about it as when we were growing up, you know, we didn't have that. We didn't go to parochial school, and uh, um, my parents had friends that we knew, but, you know, did not develop that same kind of relationship that we were able to. So I think we we're very lucky to mm-hmm. be able to have that. Yeah, really great. So so as you, as you think of, you know, um, you know, projecting ahead now and, 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 you know, this is hopefully going to be a ways off here, but you know, some, you know, you're going to be a grandfather and, and, you know, when you think of, um, you know, your, your, your daughter's, you know, families, you know, kind of raising and, and, and then, and then, and the life that you and Liz afforded, you know, with your girls, you know, do you think, and this is a little bit deep, we haven't gone this deep in, I think in manner, but like, do you feel like, this next generation of parents is going to have the same kind of opportunities that we had to, to raise kids in a, you know, sort of unconditional sort of like zone of just belief and love and, or do you think it's more challenging now? You know, cause I feel like sometimes I feel like we've, we've gotten so relativist and so, intellectual, you know, with everything, every, you know, every, everybody can do whatever, you know, do you think, you know, does that, does that ever concern you at all as you know, knowing what the, the kind of upbringing you were able to afford your, your kids and what it did for you, your faith, does it ever concern you at all that, that we've lost a little bit of that? Yeah, I, um, 
I wonder, I, I mean, I have wondered my daughter, our oldest daughter just got engaged. So, uh, um, but I think about how different our life was when I was growing up and then, you know, how we raised our children. And I, it, and it's a little scary to think that I would hope they'd have the opportunity that, you know, we had and, uh, be able to have that community, but it, it's hard to say. It's, yeah. I feel that, uh, you know, our, our child, our children's childhood was so different from ours that I can't imagine that there's not going to be such change for them. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I don't even really like to think too much about it because I get bummed out. But I, but I'm reminded by um, <clears throat> we have a we have a we have a uh, and you've seen this. We have a big print in our house that has all of these great words and sentiments about the kind of boy we would love our girls to meet, and you know. And it's it's beautiful. It's this long thing, um, and so uh, so we have that. But but it, it was it was like a, a couple months after we found it and put it up and felt so good about it that I was listening to some something on some podcast or something, and it was uh, uh, a dad or something like that who said something like his only wish is that his daughter his daughters would find men who loved God more than them. Because if, if if that if they did, then they're good. Yep. You know what I mean. And, I, and so then I was thinking, Sorry. okay, we just spent all this money on this big print <laughs> with it. all of these words. Like we could have like saved a ton of money with just just that. That that that's basically the headline. So oh, it's just so great. All right. Well, hey, we are to now the fun segment. No. Uh, yes, as he, yes. As he sighs. Uh, because as, as folks who have listened to Amanda know, this is the segment of the show that every guest knows the th- same three questions that we ask everybody, and they're very fun, uh, ergo the name. Uh, and so uh, we ask the same questions, and you've had a chance to think about your answers, and we can't wait to hear what your answers are going to be. So fun segment question number one for Larry is, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow uh, and just wanted to hang out for the day, what are you going to do with him? Well, welcome him in, welcome him in and uh, compose myself for a little bit. <laughs> and then um, I think I kind of divide the day into like three parts and uh, take him to places that, you know, I find uh, in nature that, you know, bring me peace and joy. And uh, so we might walk on our property, walk through the woods, and uh, then maybe go out to uh, Sure Lake where my parents live because um, that's another place that just it means a lot. Family's there a lot, uh, you know. It's uh, an important part of our life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe on the walking path where I walk, sometimes try to run um, around the lake <laughs> as well. But just places like that, things I'd enjoy. Um, you know, I love architecture, so uh, some of the great, you know, houses are something that we could go around and see. But second kind of part to the day, I would bring them to all the people that, you know, kind of shaped me and who I am. And so well, we could get my parents out of the way because we were already there. For yeah, the, exactly. The Check but, that box. <laughs> but, you know, go to our oldest daughter's house. But then also, like, you know, go to you and Betsy. And uh, then the, the three or four couples that I had, we had mentioned earlier that uh, we kind of raised our kids with. Yeah. Um, you know, stop and see them. And then the third part, maybe uh, bring them somewhere that, uh, you know, people were in need, whether it's the homeless or you know, someone even out here, like in Wright County, that uh, just needed help and, uh, just see what uh, uh, what I could do more to uh, recognize and see things that you know other that are needed and yeah. how I could truly help you know something and 
Um, so that would be kind of the yeah. divided up the day that way. I love that. We just had a we just had a guest uh, earlier this season that uh, and for as many times as I've asked that question, it was the first time that and, and now of course it's blanking me who said it. He said, "Well, we'd go cure people." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Like, what are the chances? Yeah, for sure. Let's go do some miracles. Awesome. All right. Fun segment question number two. If you could go to church with any other guy, uh, living or dead, famous or not, you could know him or not, um, who would you go with? I would go with my grandfather, Lewis, who uh, I, we talked about him earlier. He died when I was 12. But um, just a great man again, you know, just a giant when you're little and he's six, six, he yeah. just seemed like a giant, but he was always very calm. And, um, but, uh, I think he had a strong influence on, uh, you know, my mother and my, uh, aunts and uncles. And so I think to spend some time with him would be, yeah. be good. That would be cool. I love that. All right. Fun. Second question. Number three, bringing it home now. And now this one, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys that we've interviewed here have had sons or they've you know, been coaches or whatever. So I've, I've been able to say, well, you know, you can probably just, you know, dig something up from the rest, but this will be kind of a little bit unique. Although I know you've, 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 uh, you've definitely had a chance to mentor other young men. But the question is, if you could give one piece of advice uh, to another uh, guy, another young man um, in, you know, kind of early on coming into his own uh, as a teen about just living a life of faith and, and living it, you know, manna is all about just living a comfortable, not overly, you know, like, you know, bombastic, you know, kind of, a, kind of, kind of way thinking that you have to always be quoting scripture or whatever. But what would it be? What would the piece of advice be? Well, I would say if they're young, um, well, I feel like I'm saying more than one thing, but uh, I, I would say to ask questions because I think the young men that I've seen and our daughters, especially, you know, when they're growing up, they want to understand their faith more. And, you know, not to be afraid to kind of put yourself out there and maybe participate in something, but to ask questions about it. If there's some things that you don't understand about your faith or you are just wondering, uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask those questions and to kind of, you know, get in there and participate and uh, can be slow at first, you know, mm-hmm. just a small step at a time. And But uh, when I think of that, I just think of, you know, the we spend a lot of time with the kids in school and stuff and just, you know, they're questioning. Uh, and I think a lot of, they're probably a lot more questions that they never asked that yeah. uh, they just probably were wondering, but didn't ask. Yeah. So, That's great. I don't know. Yeah. And, and God willing, you have a nice long life with great friends to, you know, get those questions answered. So yeah. That's great. All right. Larry Purcell. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.